Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome, everybody, to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg is here also today. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And if you've been following us, really, for the last 12 or 13 years, this last year, we've really been focusing on researching a new book uh, that's a subset around emotional intelligence called Emotional Brilliance. And what we're focusing on is with top performers, um, what do they do in the moment to zero in on their emotional brilliance? So some questions like, what kind of emotions do these top performers experience? How do they gear themselves up for a top performance? How can we get better at understanding our emotions? What makes up an emotional brilliance performance? What emotions are most challenging for them? And so our goal is to help you, leaders, uh, leaders of teams, some individual contributors, our goal is to help you expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. So when we think about this, you've heard Kathy and I talk a lot about emotional intelligence. Um, Emotional brilliance is the perfect response in the situation, bringing out your strengths and capabilities. So if emotional intelligence is kind of the territory, the emotional brilliance is zooming in on your house. If emotional intelligence is all the clothes that you have in your closet, emotional brilliance is what are your favorite go-to? You're going to make a presentation. You've got to do... Uh, something significant. How do you gear yourself? What's your go-to? And so we're going to um, talk to our, our guest today, Dr. Dana Ackley. I'll go through his uh, intro in just a moment. But Dana is an expert in emotional intelligence, has been working you know, with emotional intelligence at the highest level for years. And before we do that, let me just bring on Dr. Kathy Greenberg, so my esteemed coach. A few things about Kathy. Kathy is the founder of four different consultancies, three leadership institute, and she supports behavioral research. She also has a free iPhone app, Your Happiness Now, where you can see her glowing face, and her website uh, where she has things from her book, Fearless Leaders Sharpen Your Focus, is Fearless Leaders Quiz, where she highlights some of the work with Warriors Special Operations, and then her other website is Dr. Kathy Greenberg. All right, Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Relly. It's a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to meet Dana and learn more about EQ Leader. You know, it's funny, um, preparing for uh, the show today, um, you know, like you, I do a little bit of meditation. I came, a, I came across a really uh, sweet proverb, 1624. It says, kind words are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So thanks for the kind words, and I look forward to sharing more. You know, for those of you who have been with us for, wow, how many years almost? Probably 13, I think close to 13 years. Uh, We are so excited uh, to be with you and coming from so many countries and so many cities with so many wonderful listeners. I hope you all do know that my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Relly Nadler, uh, is not only a master level certified executive coach, um, a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, but he too is uh, a legendary expertise on uh, or in the area of emotional intelligence. Um, you know that uh, he has authored six books, 
uh, including a new book on physician burnout, which is uh, getting a lot of attention. I'm sure many of you have uh, witnessed what goes on uh, in uh, physicians' offices and in today's world of uh, high-powered, high-sensing machinery, uh, the ability to keep up with that technology, let alone human compassion and emotional intelligence, is, is quite a chore. Uh, Dr. Nadler's top-ranked book, one we talk about a lot on the show, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, uh, of course, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers, including yourself, and he complements that with his Leadership Keys field guide. You can also get his free IAP, um, Leadership Keys, uh, with the videos as well um, from your app store. And, uh, Rally, maybe you can uh, give us uh, a little bit um throughout the the show today on some of the things that you talk about on EI Central. I know we're going to be talking to Dana, but I have a feeling the two of you have some deep history and exchange quite a bit. But for those of you who would like to get some more information on uh, Raleigh's free resources at EI Central, please text EI Central, that's E-I-C-N-T-R-A-L, to 38470. That's 38470. So, Relly, um, I guess without further ado, we should jump right in here. Yeah. Uh, we, we, sure, we sure do know that, you know, emotions are so challenging today for leaders as, as well as anybody on the home front of the battlefield. Um, you know, we've been outsourcing our thinking, uh, smart cars, uh, Siri, Alexa. You know, we know that we struggle all the time with slow thinking. Um, intellectually, humans tend to be lazy. For some of us, um, it's an unfortunate consequence of being rushed, uh, being parents, uh, being busy professionals, uh, being uh, in a workplace where we're constantly bombarded with information, and then we walk out into the social world where we're bombarded with social media. So it's important that everybody, you know, really, really understands why emotions matter. Uh, And hopefully on today's show, we'll talk a little bit about more um, about tools and tips that Dana has uh, provided uh, in his work over the years that will help our, our listeners uh, achieve even higher emotional brilliance. Great, Kathy. Well, let me say a word about Dana, then we have a series of questions that we, we want to tap into his expertise. So Dana is a psychologist. He received his doctorate in psychology at Florida State University in 1973. He does executive coaching, group coaching, leadership skill assessment, uh, the development and improvement of leadership teams, helping organizations create solutions to long-standing, intractable problems. And I met Dana years ago. Uh, Dana has a very popular EQ leader, which was really the first of its kind um, looking at the how-to. Kathy, exactly what you and I do. Well, Dana did that, I think. We'll ask him. Maybe it was in 2004, 2007. His EQ leader uh, was, um, you can purchase it through... Um, MHS, the ones who do the EQI. Well, now through me. And so, Dana, so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, they so can purchase what, it now through through me now, not rather than MHS, but that that's another story. Oh, okay. Okay. Time. So, the, <laughs> and if they wanted to get the EQ leader, they do that through you. That's right. Yeah, uh, okay. and we're uh, updating it as as we speak. Nice. And then, what's what's your website? And then we're going to jump into asking you some questions. It's eqleader.net. eqleader.net. Okay, and, and he's got right. a lot of different tools. I'm involved in some, one of his trainings right now, 
where he's got a lot of psychologists uh, who want to tap into his expertise about emotional intelligence and more specifically about what you do uh, for it. So, Dana, maybe tell us, give us a little background, just kind of, you know, your your career, how you got involved in the uh, emotional intelligence and kind of, you know, what you do these days. Sure. So, um, I, like you, have a Ph.D. in clinical psychology. Uh, I call myself a recovering clinician. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I was a clinician for about 25 years, and uh, managed care showed up, and they invited me to do shoddy work for lousy money, and that didn't seem very appealing to me, uh, uh-huh. and, and so the only thing I knew how, what to do initially was to get depressed. So I spent about a year complaining, carrying on, um, and, and uh, people who had any sense began to avoid my company. So uh, I, I, what dawned on me is, because I'd always wanted to be a psychologist, I'd always wanted to do what I was doing, and what dawned on me was that maybe I could figure out other ways. So I evolved a model of practice outside of insurance and continued to do clinical work for a while. But that process introduced me to many of the different ways that psychology, psychological skills can be used. I'd always been interested in business. So I um, began to explore and converted my work into executive coaching and organizational development. And in the process, uh, I discovered emotional intelligence, and I thought that that was an excellent framework with which to begin relationships with coaching clients and with organizations. And as I worked to begin to catch up to my colleagues who had been consulting for many years, uh, and I studied emotional intelligence, I kept uh, going back to MHS, the publisher of what I think is the best EQ measure available. I kept asking them for more information, and I told them that I was putting together a program uh, for a company on building EQ skills and executives. And I began to put it together based on what we as psychologists know is required for sustainable behavior change. And they said, well, Dana, nobody's ever actually put together a program like that. This is like 2005. Uh, We'd like to publish yours. And so sure enough, uh, that's what happened. And so they they published my uh, EQ Leader program. And uh, back when Goleman's first first book came out in 1995, pretty much every consultant with a pulse developed an EQ workshop. And the problem is that workshops on EQ have a half-life of about 21 days. And so organizations were figuring out that they were not getting much benefit from just doing, the, from just doing workshops. And so what I wanted was something that, that would lead them to have long-term benefit. It's funny, as you're talking, Dana, you said uh, quite a bit about uh, you know, how you came to express your own concerns about what was going on and then use those concerns to develop a way forward, not only for yourself but for others. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'd like to hear about how you were able to get that, uh, if you will, uh, 21-day explosion to occur, right, post, uh, we'll call it (laughs) post-symptom. We'll be right back. (laughs) Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. 
from the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Dr. Dana Ackley, who is a, a top performer, has been for many years around emotional intelligence. We're really hearing his story today. So, Dana, where we left off before the break was you were saying the half-life of most of these programs were 21 days. And so right. uh, what did you do instead, you know, and hopefully have a longer half-life? <laughs> Indeed. So okay. because I had a background in psychology and, and uh, doing psychotherapy, um, one of the things that that was really important and what made me so uncomfortable with managed care was that they were looking for the quick and dirty solutions. Uh, And they are dirty solutions. 
And I knew that from my own experience that people needed more. Uh, so I went to the research literature about what it is that creates sustainable behavior change. Hmm. And what what uh, and so in the in the EQ Leader program, it really has basically three parts. Uh, one is uh, doing a, a a workshop like everybody else did, and that's just fine. Just don't expect anybody's behavior to change. But it's a way of winning hearts and minds of, of the participants to get them interested in engaging in some change. And then the next component has to do with assessment. Different people have different strengths and weaknesses in emotional intelligence. And approximately 100% of us have what uh, corporate America likes to say, opportunities for improvement in emotional intelligence. So we do an assessment that helps people target where they're they're strong and how they can leverage those strengths. And also what areas are not as well developed that also are creating problems for them, getting in their way, creating barriers to their own success. And then we engage in a coaching process that helps them uh, build the skills that they have committed themselves to building because they can see the benefits of it. Uh-huh. So your addition is then the individual coaching. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, in, that's in, great. Well, uh, both Kathy and I do that, and, and that's what's, you know, like you said, that's kind of uh, allows them to ground it and tailor and customize, you know, where they are with their competencies and what they do. That's exactly right. And also, and, and, and as, as I'm sure you guys do as well, a lot of it, I love the coaching sessions. That really a, a very good experience for me. But what makes a difference for folks is the homework they get and then do. Hmm. Because building these skills requires practice Yeah. Um, it, to, in order to change one's default response. You know, Dana, as you're talking, um, and I understand you and, and Relly um, are engaged in a, in a process right now where you're helping professionals who do this work, yes. like ourselves, get better at mm-hmm. it. But for the person who's listening, okay, why mm-hmm. do you think emotions are so challenging, especially today for people just in general? Well, uh, that's, that's the right question. So it, it has to do with um, 50,000 generations of human evolution. And Relly and I met in London when we were both presenting at the, emo- at the uh, International Conference on Emotional Intelligence. And I heard this presentation where the, where the presenter said, you know, we, the human species has been evolving for 50,000 generations. And I began to do the math. Generation is about um, 25 years. <clears throat> Recorded history, pardon me, is 6,000 years, which is only 240 generations. So for, all, for the 49,760 generations that preceded us, we lived in caves and such. Evolution is a problem-solving process. So the human brain evolved to solve the problems that folks who live what we would now call a primitive lifestyle had to, had to face. And there's a part of the brain called the amygdala, uh, which scans the environment for danger. And it tries to warn us about danger and generates the fight-or-flight response. It keeps us alive. And we, had, we have to have that today because there are real threats in the world. Unfortunately, 
that amygdala also causes us all sorts of problems in modern life that, that, you're, that you're alluding to, Kathy, because it, uh, it does two things. It makes two systematic errors. The first is that it would prefer to see something. If it's going to make a mistake, it would rather see something as a threat when it isn't than miss an actual threat. Because in the amygdala's mind, you only get one of those opportunities. If you miss a real threat, it'll kill you. Because the threats that primitive people faced were primarily physical. The second is that we, it does not differentiate between physical threats and psychological threats. Mm. And what that means now for our leaders, or for our leaders and our listeners, is that we as human beings are terribly prone to overreact. To, to get too anxious or too angry, too fearful. And then that gets in the way of using the prefrontal cortex, which is the good part of our brain that can offer us the most maturity. Right. And Yeah, Dana, just say, say the last part again, that the brain does not see the difference between physical threat and... Psychological threat. So the, the amygdala yeah. doesn't, that part of the brain. Right. Yeah. right. So right. let's suppose that, that um, uh, your boss uh, says, uh, I want to see you in my office in 20 minutes. Well, I think most people are going to find that their heart rate goes up. And they're going to be imagining all of the things that the boss could be saying that are negative, like you're going to lose your job. And even, but, but the thing of it is, even if that's true, even if you are about to be fired, you're not going to die. But our brain tends to think, or the amygdala tends to think, that uh, it has to generate that fight-or-flight response, which is not going to help us when we're trying to talk to the boss about something very serious, when we have a performance demand, that sort of thing. Right, right, right. So, Dana, this is really good. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about some other things, but that's why we ha- have you on, just for people to hear it in a different way, in a different voice. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. let me ask you, is there experience where you learned the most about emotions and, and maybe from there got interested in working more with emotions? Um, the I, I think that the... Uh, it's been a lifelong process, uh, as it is for all of us. All of us are always building our own mental models about how people work and how we ourselves work. Um, but I think that probably the the most helpful experience I had was a crisis. That's, that's often true for folks. So I, I talked about managed care, and so I had this clinical practice, uh, and I was insurance-dependent. And uh, so, and and we were very successful. I had a waiting list of people. My business partner and I had a group of therapists that we managed. Um, and I thought, at age young forties, that I had my life all figured out. And then managed care came along and told me that I was just dead wrong. And I literally was uh, anxious, fearful, and depressed for about a year. Um, but it, what I realized again was. It didn't help very much. And, that, and, and so when I realized that I had alternatives, that uh, even though I'd wanted to be a psychologist all my life, it was my identity, if I had to give it up, I could. And when I decided I could give up being a psychologist, 
I was able to figure out how to stay in the field. And so what I learned from that was resilience, hmm. was how to overcome uh, a really difficult situation. And, of course, as you guys know, having built your businesses and as I've been building mine, it doesn't all go perfectly. And there are um, contracts that you don't get. There are um, relationships that end before you wish they would. Um, there are recessions that get in the way of folks um, buying services and that sort of thing. And from my experience in um, overcoming the crisis of managed care, I think I learned a lot of resilience, a lot of cheerfulness, um, because it, I, could, I didn't know what the path through might be at right. the time, but, but I believed there was one. You know, Dana, one of the things that you highlighted this, because that's what we're looking for, these stories, we're kind of working with our configuration of, you know, what do you do with motions, how do you, how do you notice and name it, and then how do you accept mm-hmm. it? And then how do you manage it, you know, manage actions, manage thoughts, and, and then express it? Mm-hmm. And it looks like mm-hmm. one of the keys, as I'm hearing you say, was some of that acceptance of it, that, you yes. know, maybe I'm not going to be the psychologist I want to be, or maybe this managed care is really going to prevent me from moving forward like I want. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was, that, was the acceptance of that emotion, was that a, was that a big deal? It took me a while. <laughs> but eventually, that that was that was a, a big deal, um, and and so it speaks to where you started your your, your three step process. There was emotional self awareness, which is one of the sixteen skills measured by the EQI, which is the measure that all three of us like to use. Right. And uh, figuring out what you're what what am I feeling, and yeah. tuning in, and, and and we have three ways of figuring out how we feel. So we can, uh, one is to listen to the words that we're saying to ourselves. What is our, uh, what we like to call self-talk? Now, approximately 100% of us uh, provide ourselves with a uh, boatload of irrational self-talk driven by that amygdala part of the brain, the reptile part of the brain, because it often makes us act like a reptile. So, so tuning into, what am I telling myself? Am I exaggerating the danger that we're looking that, that as I was um, exaggerating that danger, um, and once one figures out that maybe you are doing that, well, I, it, the other cues are: what's my body telling me? Mm-hmm. So, um, as I was accust- as I was getting more educated about how stress impacted me, I realized that sometimes before I recognized my self-talk, my lower back would tighten up. Mm-hmm. Now, Kathy and Raleigh, maybe your bodies do other things under stress, but that's my signal. And then, uh, what is what are my impulses telling me? So, if I have an impulse to um, run away or to lash out, that might suggest to me that I'm feeling kind of anxious or or angry. Uh, and if you can have emotional self awareness, what you have is an early warning device. It's an early warning device that can stop you from saying or doing the dumb thing. Right. But that well, on really... that note, go ahead. Yeah, on that yeah. note, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, um, okay. and we're gonna come right back to talk about self awareness, body talk, impulse talk, and the other great things we can learn from Dana 
when we return. So don't go away. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of top performers. We're talking about to a top uh, executive coach and also an expert in emotional intelligence, Dr. Dana Ackley. And his uh, website is eqleader.net. EQ, standing for emotional quotient, leader.net. So um, during the break, uh, Dana, we were talking about, we wanted to get your definition of emotional intelligence. And, and it, uh, it only took me about 15 years to figure this out. Uh-huh. But what I finally figured out is that emotional intelligence is the intelligent use of emotions. And what makes that matter is that so many of the people who are listening, probably to us and, and to the clients that the three of us work with, they have been busy in their lives building other skills. Maybe they're a top business business analyst 
or they're really super at um, at doing uh, IT work or physicians or what have you, and and have not been working so hard on their emotional skills. And so what many people in those situations do is to try to pretend uh, that they don't have emotions. They try to turn them off. Well, that's not possible. None of us have ever drawn a breath without emotions. What those folks worry about is that emotions can get in the way of what it is they're trying to achieve. And they're right. If, if the reptile brain gets too involved, it will get in the way. But the reality is that emotions empower us to also do our best. So that when I'm leading a workshop, for example, I'll ask people and to look at different pictures of different situations and tell me what emotions are going to help them do their best. So that if you're in a, in your, if you're in, with your family, you want emotions of love and caring. Um, when you are in a work situation, you want emotions of interest, engagement, uh, curiosity, uh, those sorts of emotions. Uh, and, uh, even what, even the amygdala, when when we're scared, uh, being scared helps us run away faster. So emotions can enable the behaviors that we need to solve problems, and that's why yeah. emotional intelligence is the intelligent use of emotions. Right. Well, I like what you said, Dana. This is part of the training too. It's a little different twist. So I think we're trying to get this in our book of what's your go-to emotion. So what mm-hmm. emotion do you want to generate in yourself? But then I remember hearing from you, which was really good, what emotion are you trying to generate in others? And, and really yes. kind of strategically look at those two aspects. And that's where you have to know yourself, self-awareness. What am I trying to generate to be my best? What do I want to activate uh, in others? So maybe those are two distinctions, generate in yourself and activate in others. Um, so let's say you're given a presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we're trying to get to the, the personal ones, but let's say you're, you have a big project. You know, you're doing a proposal, a couple hundred thousand dollar mm-hmm. proposal for an organization. Mm-hmm. You're going into the mm-hmm. meeting. What emotion are you trying to generate? I'm trying to generate, well, first of all, you, what you just did is so important for listeners to understand. And that is that um, the emotion that you want depends on the situation that you're in. Right. So different situations empower us in different uh, 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 different emotions. Pardon me. Empower us in different situations. So if I'm going to go in, and I'm wanting to negotiate um, uh, a big contract, and and I really am looking forward to the income, if I stay focused on all about me, and my anxiety will probably go through the roof. Okay. So what I want is curiosity and interest. I want to find out what do they care about? Yeah. What is it that matters to them? They don't care about emotional intelligence. Right. They care about what emotional intelligence can do for them. <clears throat> so I need to know what is it that matters to them so that we can figure out if that's something that I can help them achieve. And if I can't, so, it's, it's just a bad fit. It's not, it's not personal. So just to highlight that, Kathy, I would jump in. Um, so what you want to generate is curiosity and interest. And, when we, and Kathy and I talked about our go-to emotions. My go-to, it's so interesting, was curiosity, you know, because it keeps yes. me non-judgmental, empathic. What, what are you trying to generate in the people that are receiving what you're talking about? Like, what are you trying to generate in them? 
What a good question. Um, I would say the same. Emotions are contagious. So um, if I'm leading with curiosity in my experience, folks often get curious back because, like you said, it's non-judgmental, And so they can feel safe, and they're not feeling like I'm trying to jam something down their throat that's just good for me. Yeah. But rather, and this is true, all of your listeners, I would guess, are, have to negotiate. They have to, um, they have to influence other people. And when we're negotiating for a contract, or they're negotiating for a contract, or they're negotiating with the teams that they lead about who's going to do what, um, uh, we want them to, there, there are, uh, uh, the goal is to create a win-win outcome where everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And there are um, uh, empathy, which you mentioned, is how we uh, figure out what the other side, if you will, needs to win. Mm. And assertiveness is how we let them know what we need to win. Because now it's interesting, Dana. As, go ahead, Kathy. Yeah, as you're talking, yeah, this is what's coming to mind for me, and I, I don't want to interrupt, but I want to add value. Mm-hmm. What we often see in assessments um, is this need for empathy. Mm-hmm. What we don't see is the need for being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And empathy, when it's used appropriately, creates that instant of vulnerable, uh, if you will, uh, veneer, that vulnerable veneer that mm-hmm. we can get through very quickly. As you're saying, sometimes if you're curious uh, and showing interest, you share experiences, and some of those experiences can, in fact, demonstrate vulnerability and your empathy for that vulnerability. And that is the moment at which the other side in that negotiation can either attack and be Mm -hmm. the smart person who's trying to win the conversation, or Mm -hmm. they can be the emotionally brilliant person who uses that as an entree for their own vulnerable experience Mm -hmm. so that they can share with you perhaps what their real concern is. And you can take that negotiation from a purely work, curiosity, and interest conversation to one of caring and concern, which is what will get you the work. That's exactly right. And it's also to build on what you're saying, Kathy, for, for our listeners. If, if you can be vulnerable with the people you're leading, they will be vulnerable with you. Right. One of the things that leaders suffer from is what is sometimes described as CEO disease, but it isn't limited to CEOs, but very few people tell a CEO the truth. Leaders desperately need for people to tell them the truth. In order to do that, they have to be vulnerable, as Kathy is saying. In order to be vulnerable, us as leaders need to model the behavior. So, Dana, this is uh, really great. I'm glad we have you on. And uh, before our next break... Uh, let me just ask you this question. So, given from, you know, and I know you do mostly corporate work, what do you think in organizations, what's like the most common emotion for executives these days, you know, just from your own experience? Well, 
Um, there certainly is uh, no shortage of uh, tension <laughs> and, and feeling as though um, uh, people have to perform. There's a lot of pressure that, that they have. Because what do leaders do? They're always leading into an uncertain future. None of us know how things are going to work out. <laughs> I learned that back when managed care showed up. Uh, I, didn't, I, I never predicted it. So uh, as we lead... Uh, we have to take people in, in the areas that we are not entirely knowledgeable about. Knowledgeable about. Yeah. So wise leaders experience doubt, worry, and then confidence to move forward. Hmm. Not arrogance, but confidence. And so that's what I try to encourage. I want, I want folks who, whom I'm coaching to engage in self-reflection so that they can figure out, what am I feeling, as we talked about earlier? What are the kinds of things that drive my feelings? Um, and, and, and what are the things that are likely to trip me up and trigger the wrong response? And then, despite not being perfect, despite not being all-knowing, how can I have the confidence to move forward? One of the things you were, you were asking me about, about what I do um, so what I learned back in college, uh, a, a trick that helped me manage my test-taking anxiety, and that was that I would tell myself after I'd done all my studying, I've done what I can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that we want to encourage in leaders. Do what you can do, but then move forward. Yeah. And I think some of that, we'll, we'll take a break in a second. Some of that, and, and I think mm-hmm. we do the same thing kind of with executives, what's kind of a self-statement? You, you alluded to that earlier. And everybody's one is different, but I think just like mm-hmm. you're saying, hey, I'm prepared, I'm ready, you know, bring it on. I mean, all those are kind of <laughs> things that may bring out that, that confidence. So we're yeah. going to take a, take a break, and then we'll be right back yeah, for our, our last break. segment. You're listening to Leadership Development News, and we're talking with Dr. Dana Ackley. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. 
Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're having a very, very rich conversation with one of the leaders in emotional intelligence that we know, Dr. Dana Ackley, his website is eqleader.net. So, Dana, uh, we have a couple questions. We won't get to all of them, but this has been very, very helpful. Um, when you think about, let's say, when we're focusing on leaders, executives, is there one emotion that you found is the hardest for them to deal with? I know everybody's different, but is there kind of a generality mm-hmm. that you see? Um. It, you're right, it's a difficult question. I think that um, if we think about all of the uh, difficult feelings that, that uh, people can experience, uh, they often do go back to um, um, situations in which people perceive threats. Yeah. Leaders often um, have difficulty um, allowing themselves to be vulnerable, as we were talking about earlier. So yeah. what might get in the way? So leaders uh, are typically are a group of people who don't like feeling helpless very much. Yeah. And yet there are yep. situations within which, you know, we are helpless in some ways. Yeah. Uh, we may want certain things to not be true. Maybe we don't want that competitor uh, to uh, disrupt our industry. Uh, or that outside force to disrupt our industry. Uh, it's interesting. No. The average age of Fortune 500 companies, all of which have been hugely successful, is about 14 years. And the reason that Fortune 500 companies tend to come and go is that leaders and their leadership teams have figured out how to be successful. And because they don't like to feel helpless, they... Uh, keep repackaging the same ways of being successful rather than adapting to the times. Mm. And if we don't adapt to the changing circumstances in which we find ourselves and allow ourselves to feel that initial sense of helplessness, perhaps despair, fear, anxiety, to, to just let ourselves be aware, wow, these are good emotions in the sense that they warn us that something is amok. Right. And if we allow ourselves to notice those feelings, we can do something about them. Yeah. But if we hide that, from our helpless feelings, then we've got a problem. Well, that's that kind of notice and name and accept it that we're looking at. But, Kathy, I'm going to ask you that because when I ask Dana, I think it's people being challenged, which is kind of similar to what you're saying, Dana. They don't want to feel vulnerable, and mm-hmm. we're talking about vulnerability. Yeah. So I think when someone challenges them, these key leaders, it's really difficult to not get defensive. Well, what would you mm-hmm. say, Kathy? You know, it, it's, it's interesting that you're asking the question. You know, as a student of Warren Bennis for so many years, you know, Warren has said for, for, for so, so long, the, the leader of the future is the one who asks the right questions. And by just asking the question, 
in a way that is full of empathy and, as Dana said it, you know, real curiosity and interest, you create that moment of vulnerability Mm. for someone to say, here's what I think is going on, here's what I'm, you know, I think I'm feeling or our industry is feeling or our customers are feeling. And once you open up that idea that there's something else other than something technical, scientific, that's innately measurable, then you give people the opportunity to, as Dana said, um, kind of experiment and, and think of a different way to reply to that, that need, uh, that market, as opposed to just repackaging the same old things you've done as a leader yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, going back to one of the things you said, thanks, Kathy, Dana, what's one of your favorite homework assignments? to somebody because you talked about kind of extending the half-life and it and really is around homework. And let's say someone, you know, they got low impulse control will kind of look at some, or they're not as confident, you know, probably it's different for mm-hmm. each of the competencies. But let's say the impulse control because that goes back to the amygdala hijack. Well, what do you do mm-hmm. when someone's got low impulse control? Is there a kind of a go-to homework assignment? Well, in my program, I've got menus of exercises for each of the 16 EQ skills. And so I've, there, there are a number of, of them for impulse control. But I think that the first thing to find out is to uh, try to identify the kinds of situations that uh, they are most prone to lose control right. of their impulses. So yep. in my homework, I'll say, okay, over the next couple of weeks bef- between now and when we meet again, I'd like you to identify the meeting each day that you find that you anticipate will be the most challenging. And then tune into, during that meeting, tune into what's going on in that meeting that that may be uh, troubling or disconcerting. And make some notes so that we can review the notes when Hmm. we get get back together. So it's really, as, as many of our folks like to do, it's the first step is to get some data. First step is what? If you have the right to get some data on yourself. Data, okay. So, yeah. that, so that if you go get data about what it is right. that's um, threatening to trip you up, to get you to say the things that, yeah. <laughs> there's an old acronym, CLM, Career Limiting Move, uh, that, that is uh, likely to trip you up and, and become, lead you to become impulsive, what are the triggers? Yeah. And then in our talk book, about we have anxiety one of the checklists will be a trigger tri- trip up, you know, and it goes mm-hmm. back to that self-awareness that, you know, that whole idea, if you're not aware of it, you really can't manage it. So that's great. So your checklist would be beautiful because they could take that into the homework, into the meetings with them, <laughs> kind of, boom, this one and this one, and that would, that would structure yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy, got another Dana, question when you, before we we'll Yeah, I was just going to say, Dana, one, one thing I just want to, uh, to say is thank you. And uh, I encourage everybody that's listening to go to uh, that website again. Uh, Dana, give us that website, eqleader.net. eqleader.net. Dot net. Leader.net. And I think, yeah, okay. And, and I think that one of the things that I'd love for you to do before we say goodbye is one just one more exercise, one more exercise. What do we do for, for somebody who is maybe too empathetic, who wears their 
heart on their sleeve and winds up not sleeping because they're so worried about everybody around them. Right. For for them, I would probably work on assertiveness hmm. because they really are two sides of the same coin. So if if with with assertiveness, uh, there are three. Uh, situations that we might get in where we need assertiveness so that we're not too empathetic, because you're right, it can be overdone. Uh, the, three thing, the three ways we can respond is to be assertive, aggressive, or passive, each of which has a subtext. So if you're going to be aggressive, the subtext is, I want what I want, and if I have to, I'll hurt you to get it. And if you're passive, mm-hmm. which means too empathetic, you're giving the, sending the message, I'm going to let you hurt me. Assertiveness means I'm not going to hurt you, but I'm also not going to let you hurt me. We are both safe here. So I would help people learn how to say what they want and need in non-aggressive ways. Yeah. And it it kind of goes back to, and I love to go a good way to end, what are you trying to activate in yourself? Kind of the win, but then I think you also highlighted what are you trying to activate in others? And it really is emotional intelligence, we're zeroing in emotional brilliance. In these situations, what's the win-win? And, and that's kind of yes. where the art and science is, you know, around this emotional intelligence, emotional brilliance. That's exactly well, I right. love it. Thank you, Dana. It's been a wonderful start to the week. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Dana. So if folks want to get in touch with Dana, again, eqleader.net. We really appreciate it. Continue to tune in to tune up your performance. And this is Leadership Development News signing off. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.